Hello, everybody, and welcome to Your Quality of Life, Healthy Alternative. Today, I'm having the pleasure, the absolute pleasure, to have my friend Fallon Jordan on the call. Fallon is a brain health super coach from the Amen Clinics, and I'll let her tell herself how she got into that job and what she's doing. Tell us about it, Fallon. Welcome. So I've been with the company for about nine years now, and I just woke up one day after being in the service industry with my bachelor's in psych that I didn't think I was going to do anything with, and just received this divine message that I was going to get a job in my field. And I started at the front desk at Amen Clinics and just fell in love with what we do, fell in love with our patients. And then I started doing some intakes which was really special and wonderful just to hear people's story and kind of validate what they've been through and um, also validating that they're in the right place and that we're going to figure out why they're suffering. And then we did, I did aftercare and coaching for several years. And then after about seven and a half years working with patients in the clinics, I felt called to do something bigger. So kind of like what we're doing right now, like if the, instead of working one-on-one -on -one with people, if I can educate and share some of these experiences that I've learned for myself and then through our patients, we can help more people and have people start thinking about what if mental health is really brain health? What if anything and everything that is going on in your life that is not getting you the quality of life that you want has to do with your brain and we can make it better? I think that's so important. And thank you for adding at the end and how we can make it better. Exactly. I found many people and you probably heard that a lot still think oh my god i'm depressed now i have to deal with my new normal take medications for the rest of my life and it is often just not true right so i'm super grateful that now i am the community curriculum director for amen university which is our online courses which everyone can have access to and we also do have a new dashboard in there where, you know, me and the Amy University staff are going to answer questions and really just help and reach more people. So I am just super excited to be a part of it. And it's just been kind of a mission for Dr. Amy and I for a long time to really have Amy University grow into something special. So I'm just super grateful that I get and to be. I, as a, as a long-term follower and fan uh, of uh, Daniel, Dr. Amen. Uh, I can say it's a great resource, uh, the Amen University. I promote it all the time, and I'm very fortunate to be able to teach some of its courses as part of the brain revolution that I love the name. It's so important that people realize there is something they can do themselves besides right. just taking medication. There's nothing wrong with it if that's the right ones, but there's something else they can do to help themselves to feel better. Definitely. And I love what you're doing and having met Daniel even shortly on a Zoom call, I noticed how humble and friendly he is. He is. He's, I mean, he's the reason I'm here. He's completely changed my life. It's so funny. We did our big like Amen University Max, which is the new community platform for the all access pass um, the other night together. And they actually like edited out the first couple minutes of the intro because like just introducing him, like I started like crying. Aww. Like my whole life is so different because of him. And if I had known and my family had known earlier, 
before, you know, my first scan was at like age 27, I think. If I had known earlier, especially 15, 16, where all those changes started happening from my concussions, I went from being this very sweet, compliant, straight A student to a total freaking nightmare. <laughs> my parents would have brought me in sooner. So that's you why know, it is, it is so true it. what you're saying. This changes life. The earlier people hear about it, the better it is because so many people suffer in silence, suffer because they think there's nothing else out there. And I always encourage people, don't stop searching. And I love that you're doing what you're doing and supporting uh, Dr. Amen in his work. And uh, it, it is so important that we do this work. And I always say he's the smartest guy that I know, but he's also extremely funny. I, I, when funny. I teach his courses, <laughs> I sometimes show part of his videos and I just chuckle and laugh. And uh, it is it is amazing. So it, it I is love a his sense pleasure. of humor. Like it's with me too, because sometimes they'll say something and then you're like, oh my God, that was like really funny. And like, it takes a second sometimes which I always like joke with him when I get to see him in person that it's like a cognitive test. Like you never know what he's going to say and like how he says. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah, well, the most psychiatrists uh, let balloons uh, go and see what happens. <laughs> I know, right? So it's kind of funny and if if they realize it and i know daniel does it or payment does it uh, it is amazing and so it's not just he's not just a very smart person he's a good writer he puts it in a very good system he is a trailblazer in the spect imaging he truly is and, absolutely uh, 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 it, 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 I, I really feel this movement needs to take on a bigger growth Absolutely. And that's what I used to say day in and day out when I was doing intakes and even now just from a different platform. Why do I not know about this? And I'm like, that's why we're doing what we're doing. We need to spread the message. But, you know, psychiatry has been practiced the same way for a very long time. And the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And so drastic change, which is what we're doing. But I mean, I don't know how many of your listeners watch TV. I watch the least amount of TV as possible. I watch comedies only on Hulu and I refuse to pay for no ads. So I sit through the commercials and they're all pharmaceutical. And there's only two countries in the entire world that are allowed to talk about pharmaceuticals and sell them through marketing. So when people think of that, it's like, whoa, just because I'm depressed doesn't mean I need an antidepressant. And I'm like, no, that makes no sense. <laughs> like we're getting sicker and sadder every year and they keep coming out with more meds it's like i'm really bad at math but like think about it from the big picture perspective there has to be a different way and it's by looking at the brain looking at your genes looking at your gut biome like all of the things that you do which i'm so grateful for you doing that work because it's not just about a symptom it's about a whole person and it's about everything that they're made of every particle and measuring as much as we possibly can and we can measure pretty much everything now right? you go we can measure a lot of things we measure yeah. too many things sometimes you i know things you go to a, make a difference but you go to a, scans do make mm -hmm. a difference and that's yeah you go and, to a general doctor they do a blood panel right go to you they <laughs> do they, no, blood, I don't panel. Do blood panels i just interpret them i'm no longer licensed so oh, okay. i'm I'm just coaching myself, 
Gotcha. I, I use my 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 background as a physician, of course, uh, to help yeah. them understand what's going on, and that sometimes just because their blood comes back normal doesn't mean it's all okay because often right. important blood tests are not done. There's millions of blood tests available and you can't pick everything because it's just not affordable. You can't mm -hmm. do every diagnostic test. Nobody can do that. It's not right. affordable. You don't have enough time in a life to uh, dissect the body in that way. And it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you have to follow an algorithm. Dr. Amen has developed one. I follow it myself because I love it. Those uh, questionnaires that uh, uh, the Amen clinics do. And if you're listening to that and you can travel to one of the Amen clinics and get your brain scans and do the whole process, I highly recommend it. I refer clients there all the time. Some can afford it, some can't. And uh, it makes a difference even if you don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. I used to have patients that are really anxious and I'm like, what are you anxious about? It's one of the first questions we ask in general psych mental status exam. They're like, well, I'm either worried that my scan's gonna be healthy and I'm crazy, or I'm gonna be scared that my brain is so unhealthy, there's nothing you can do. And I, every year got to say, I've been here X amount of years, it's never been the case. We're all somewhere in the middle. We all have anxiety. We just need to have a healthy level of anxiety, which means we're caring about our brain and we're making decisions based on, is this good for my brain or bad for my brain? How is this going to impact my health? Not just today, but tomorrow and the next day and those kinds of things. You know, if I cheat with gluten, it's usually the next day that I feel like sluggish and depressed. But then the couple of days after that, I still feel really just foggy. And I'm like, if those were the four days that, you know, I was supposed to be doing some really hard inner work or have a big project coming out for Amon University and I'm not at my best self, like I'm disservicing myself, but other people. And my whole purpose for being on this planet right now is to help empower other people that you're not stuck with the brain and the life that you have. You can make it better. It's not an overnight change and it's not super easy, but it can be a little bit easy. It can be baby steps at a time, just incorporating different things like supplements and making sure you're getting enough oxygen to your brain and making sure you're taking care of your gut. And then you can do some of the other work with like a therapist or a deeper dive with a nutritionist, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and, and that is, is actually often enough to mm -hmm. work on the physical part. And I compare it with the cell phone. And I think, uh, Dr. Evans started to do that too, because it's just modern. The brain is yeah. kind of as like a cell phone. We have hardware that has to work. So the physical yep. functioning, we have software, the thought patterns, and we need the internet, something spiritual that connects us to the higher power Definitely. and the purpose. So as a cell phone, we can't work if one part is broken and we have to fix it from outside. And if you give a cell phone a pill, which means a special app, if the chip is broken, it still won't work and you can try to download the app 10 times if the chip is just not powerful enough it won't right. work. <laughs> so you have to upgrade upgrade your brain give it some oils for the oil change <laughs> omega freeze, and and the right nutrition and and I, I i love that and i love the way that daniel simplifies neuroscience mm -hmm. brain health although of course he knows all the lingo he doesn't go into it unless he has to Right. Yeah. I, I love that. And it, he has a lot of self-control and 
I hope to be at that level because I still get extremely fired up, but I'm not in the limelight and I don't have D, so I don't have to worry as much as him, but still, it's very stressful. Oh, I have brain envy. I want a brain like as good as he is. I won't get it probably. I'm 60 already, but you never know. As yeah, you're say, a couple, you're a few years younger than him. I'm about six, seven years younger than him. Yeah. So I have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> not quite he's doing the things for a longer time than i ever will but it's fine and i damaged my brain by having taken medications for psychiatric illness that i thought was permanent and it wasn't and it is amazing it is really amazing how much clearer you think when mm -hmm. you're doing the right things for you and it doesn't have to be rocket science and it's individually different and everybody that here says, I want to encourage you, don't give up. It's never too late to start living your best life. I heard from a 38-year-old client who told me, oh, I can't start over. I'm too old. And I said, you're too old? I started oh over. I had my nervous breakdown at 38. I started over at 45. And to me, that still sounds so young. It's never too late. Definitely not. One of my favorite patients was 85 when he came in. Yeah. And he was super compliant. He said, I'll do whatever you guys tell me to do. His brain was actually in not bad shape, even though he got an Alzheimer's diagnosis and we reversed it to mild cognitive impairment. It's impossible. Conventional medicine will say it. <laughs> we, know, we know it's not. And it, often in the history of medicine, uh, trailblazers have been denounced, laughed at, and left on the side for 20 years. And that is a shame because that information, even when Semmelweis introduced hand washing in surgery, mm -hmm. how many lives could have been saved? Right. If doctors had adopted that right then and there instead of 20 or 30 years later. Mm -hmm. And when will they adopt a change in psychiatry to help people? prevent Alzheimer's as much as possible. And I read the book like by David Bredesen, which does a similar thing as Dr. Amen. Yeah. Oh my God, it is possible. I love him. Yeah. It, it, it is amazing. And it is so important to bring the message out. And that's why I'm so grateful for the opportunity to teach his courses to other people that need to hear the message. It's not true that you are helpless, hopeless, right? And you see that every day, you see it in, in people. Mm -hmm. I wish I wouldn't be here in a province where there's not much interactions, but it's, it's an opportunity to reach out to the people around me and in the further world that don't know that yet. Absolutely. Yeah, there's, there's always hope and healing, for sure. And knowing... A lot about Daniel Amen, of course, not as much as you, because you know him in person and, and intimately, more or less. <laughs> uh, I am always surprised when I talk to people and say, uh, you should read the book, Change Your Brain, Change Your Life by Dr. Amen. Who's Dr. Amen? <laughs> you know, I asked my own psychiatrist a few years back that I like the work of Dr. Amen. Same question. Who's Dr. Amen? I said, he's a psychiatrist like yourself. You should read about him. Oh, okay. I don't know if he did on it. Sad. Yeah, it's very strange. That was definitely the hardest part of working with patients was 
just, you know, someone with a bachelor's degree that just believes in what we do and has living proof that it helps and it, what we do works. And then being like, why is my doctor not supportive? I'm like, I don't, I can't read their thoughts, but you're paying them to make you healthy. And if they're not going to get on board with what you feel pulled to get healthier, which is coming through this Amen Clinics evaluation process, probably should fire them. Right. And I mean, the problem here in Canada is we have, of course, a public health system. So yeah. doctors are paid. Many people have private insurance that pay for medications. They will not pay for a brain assessment or coaching or the assessment in the aiming clinics, which is unbelievable. It would save yeah. them tons of money, but it's just not in the system. It's a shame. It's sad. I'm, I'm trying to change it at some, at some point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's frustrating here too. I mean, the CEOs of the major insurance companies here make billions of dollars a year, keeping people sick. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's their major financial interests against uh, methods that really save monies and maybe even save people from having to spend thousands on chronic pharmaceutical use. Yeah, I mean, it's a very bigger issue and I'm so grateful that the first time I saw my brain put me on this path and the most important thing that has come out of it is my spiritual health. And if I didn't have that, I would be stuck where I used to be, which is, you know, why are people so greedy and why do people get pleasure from making people sick and homeless and thrown in jail for things like, but I just, you know, it's part of the human experience and the people that are running companies like that are probably not feeling great too. So I try to have compassion for them and just do the little bit that I can to empower people that you don't have to go that route. Yeah, that's that's all we can do as humans. And right. I like that you say it that way because it is so true. We have to accept reality. Mm-hmm. And I like what Dr. Amon says about positive thinking. Yeah. That it doesn't make any sense uh, because we have to think realistic. That mm-hmm. is so true. Definitely. Because if you tend to have Alzheimer's in your family and you go around and think to yourself, I'll never get it. Well, while you are stuffing yourself with fast food, smoking dope and whatever and drinking. I know, right? It's like you're just feeding into that. And through the Bright Minds acronym, we know that your genes is the only risk factor that is hardest to change. It's still, you can still figure that out when you have the information. I mean, I got assessed through Dr. Amon and Dr. Bredesen's algorithms at 32. And I know all my risk for Alzheimer's at 32. And thanks, I have, you know, great genes, even though I was told everyone in my family has Alzheimer's and will get it, but it's because of the other risk factors, you know, just making no. really horrible decisions. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I see sometimes people put in a nursing home with Alzheimer's mm-hmm. that don't even have Alzheimer's and could be helped. Have you seen that? Yeah, I've been, I've had some patients come in that for various different issues, various different ages, and the coming in with the patient was actually healthy, but the person dragging them in was actually the one that was unhealthy and toxic. So that was a great learning lesson in compassion and just 
you know, whatever we can do ethically to make sure that there isn't abuse going on and reporting it. Mm. But yeah, like this whole thing about, you know, your parents raise you, hopefully they're good parents, right? Then you can take care of them when they need you versus like throwing them somewhere just because you don't want to deal with them. Mm. You know, it's very strange. Like there's no other cultures and countries that treat their elders the way that a lot of Americans do. And I mean, many people tend to accept that as they age, oh, well, you will be forgetful and eventually get Alzheimer's. It's just not true. Just because you are older, you don't have to get demented. If oh, you crazy. live in a brain healthy way, people right. don't understand it. They just accept, oh, well, I'm getting older. I'm getting sicker. I mean, Dr. Ewan's dad didn't start listening to him until he was in his 80s. Yeah. I saw this year, he became healthier and feeling better than he had in decades. So, I mean, it's definitely never too late. And aging is nothing to do with feeling like you have to be forgetful. I mean, the whole point of being on this planet is to learn and connect with other people. And that's based on memories. And so the concept of us thinking it's okay to lose memories is very sad to me because that's the whole point of us being here. <laughs> you are so correct because when you look back in centuries, the elders were revered. Right. Yes, the average age of death was younger, but what did people die from? They died from infectious diseases that we mm -hmm. nowadays can treat or prevent. Right. But, uh, if they got older, yes, some people had cancer, some people had whatever diseases. But though most of the older people were able to look after themselves and had excellent memory and were considered elders and wise. So yeah, and they were giving their grandchildren and great-grandchildren advice and helping them grow. Like it was just this beautiful process. Shouldn't it be the new normal that as elders, yeah. as growing elders, I'm growing older in 20, 30 years, I'll be 80 or 90. <laughs> I'll be old <laughs> in the conventional sense. As growing elders, we need to understand that wisdom is our choice and we don't have to end up demanded. It's not an inevitable fate if you Definitely do the right not. things. And I think a lot of it too, just culturally, like our weird obsession with like age and the aging process. Beauty, youth. I mean, youth yeah. is fine. Kids are creative. They have energy. Hey, I'm 60. I still have energy. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're meant, we're meant to do is like have fun. And, you know, when people do get to an older age and they don't want to work as much or they do end up retiring, the whole point is to spend more time with your family and travel and like take care of yourself. Why would you? want to feel the sickest during the time that you're supposed to enjoy. Like I personally, one of my weird things is like, you know, I'm 35. My whole life, I have always been just like, I love hanging out with elderly people. I just always have, I love it. it makes me so happy. I feel like I'm just sucking in all the free wisdom and like things not to do and to do in your life and stuff. And so I can't wait to get older. And like, I think the aging process is one of the most beautiful things that I mean, we look at Betty White, and I was, I also love, um, Cloris Leachman. Like, I still think they get more beautiful with age and they, you know, before Cloris passed away, she's in her nineties, Betty's I think in her nineties now, and they're gorgeous still. It's a, just a totally different way of looking at it. And when I see people with 
plastic surgery and like all these things, it breaks my heart because I'm like, you don't look like a human anymore. Like you don't Mm -hmm. look you, you look like a weird version of a robot, which apparently is a thing now. Like you can actually build robots that look the way that you want them to. It's like so bizarre. In all detail, probably. Yeah, I can imagine. (laughs) Yeah. With plastic parts. Maybe interchangeable. I don't know. It's just yeah. weird. It's, it's very weird. weird. There is a personal connection between people. People are social beings. Even if yes. you're on Zoom, it's the second best. It's yes. better to be in person. If you can, Zoom is the second best or something like it. It doesn't have to be Zoom. There's other platforms. But I, I, I think many older people give up too early and mm-hmm. get lonely. Some people don't have a family or their family for some reason is too busy, doesn't have not one, one, nothing to do with them. I always say you can choose your family, but you exactly. can choose your friends. Make friends. Have a new family. I have a very Absolutely. good friend. She's my chosen sister. We're very close. That's lovely. I love Absolutely. Her. Yeah. And I mean, my friends and I joke about like us just being old and hanging out and doing what we do together now. I mean, I'm grateful that a lot of my friends, my family and their family get along and we can do things together. But if, you know, some of them that aren't healthy, like they, we don't invite them to do things with us because time together is very special and sacred. And, you know, I'm only going to share my time with people that truly deeply love me for who I am and vice versa. And that's important because as Dr. Eamon always says, we become like the film five people we spend the most time with. Exactly. And who do we spend really the most time with? You better like yourself. Right? <laughs> Be your own best friend. That's what I've been working on. That's the first thing. So many people beat themselves up and say things to themselves that they never would tell their best friend. Never. Exactly. Ever. Exactly. I love remind. I love that. And I think it's something that we need to continue saying. So people really start thinking about it because... We're just always looking for external validation and it really needs to come from us. And that's the hardest work, but it can also be not that hard and it can be really rewarding. And you know, the thing is, Dr. Eamon also emphasizes the importance of gratitude. And he always shares a glad game from the Disney movie, Pollyanna, that he uh, put out of it. Uh, and, And I use it all the time for myself and for my clients. When I broke my knee, uh, I had to be in a cast for a week or two, which wasn't too bad. And I thought by myself, well, I'm glad I can take that splint off at night, have a shower. And then yeah. I graduated to a movable and I put on my Facebook, happiness is bending your leg. <laughs> hey. I love that. Yeah, um, there's so much to celebrate, you know. Yesterday I was at the surgeon. I got the brace off because it's healing well. Well, I take all the good supplements. I know what to do. I do the exercises. And the surgeon looked at me and I said, you have more movement than I ever thought you would have. No pain. I said, not much. And he said, okay, you don't need the brace. And I said, thank you. You made my day. I said to him and I said, you know, you made my day last time when you gave me a movable brace and you made my day when you said I could go without it, just being careful. And he chuckled, looked at his residence and I think I made his day. And that's rewarding. That's what I like to do. I love that. Isn't it nice to be 
yourself authentically, but also be that person that can bring joy to other people. I mean, isn't it the most rewarding once you have done at least most of the work, your cup yeah. is mainly full. There's always dips and you fall off the bandwagon. It's normal. We are humans. Absolutely. But mostly your cup is full. It's flowing over. You can give to others. It is the best thing in the world to do that. Isn't it? And I know Dr. Amy does it for the same reason. He shared it in his dragon's book, which is funny, by the way. I know. I'm like so proud of him in that book. Like I, I really felt him you know yeah and it was so cool that it came out I was really impressed yeah and then Tana's their illness courage of a scared child was also just I was like wow like they're going through this beautiful transformation and knowing them as well as they do like really cool to kind of see be so vulnerable yeah I listened to his his audio big book version which I was very disappointed that he didn't read it because I I was gonna uh, say I doubt he would have done that (laughs) uh it 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 is quite not quite as good it's okay they have a good narrator but it's not as good as himself of course so i couldn't really feel through it but i thought of it i'm gonna have to check it out maybe that could be my next job request like hey how about i read your books for you yeah i mean it would be nice i read them anyway (laughs) have a good voice yeah well who knows who knows who knows yeah why not I highly recommend, if you haven't read any of Dr. Amen's books, check them out. Any of them are really well-written, easy to understand, helpful, and just good. They're affordable for anybody. That's important. I mean, for what's in there, I mean, I'm surprised we don't charge more because it's your whole life, honestly, can be changed by reading one book. It's, it's really... and, And the promise in his mega bestsellers, change your brain, change your life, is not out of the world it's the truth if you do what he says that's a trick if you do what he says your life will change and and as a coach you know we're helping people actually put that into action so that's a rewarding part and i mean i've seen it i got scanned just three months apart and saw how much healthier my brain was just after wow. three months. so it's the change is, it's there Feel yeah. I wish I had a spec machine here. I know. <laughs> Any clinic at least in Eastern Canada would be awesome. But hey, not not so far. <laughs> Maybe in the future. Future is bright. The future is bright for you. And I'm so proud of you for what you achieved coming through your challenges and blossoming more and more. Uh, coming out of the ashes as a phoenix. Yeah, um, my life God is knows good. Where life will take you. When I started at the clinic. Mm. Nobody thought about it, didn't we? Yeah, I look at pictures and I'm like, you know, I looked a little like my face seemed a little skinnier, but I'm like, I was, I don't even know who that person was. Like she's so yeah. and like uncomfortable. Like even the clothes that I was wearing, I'm like, I can't believe I dress like that. Like it's so weird. And it was only, you know, nine years ago. Isn't it something how people Crazy. can change? So Mm -hmm. people can change. Change is possible, but you have to work on it. You have to want it. And as Dr. Eamon always says, we can change anybody's brain. You have to do it yourself. Absolutely. And it's, change is hard. You know, we're not really wired for it to be easy, but once you just do those little steps, I mean, even after 30 days and a new routine, it's going to stick. You know, we need to use 
the information about the brain to our advantage, which is, you know, incorporating new routines and small steps that lead to long-term, you know, daily habits. Yeah. And it is, it is very important. And so many people uh, go to Google, find everything out, maybe buy the books and never read it and never put it in action because they feel so overwhelmed by the amount of information. And those I really encourage, go to the Amen clinics, get your assessment, brain scan and plan. And if you can't go to an Amen clinic, hey, contact me. I'll do the same thing on a little lower level and uh, give you a good plan too. Definitely. Yeah. I, I mean, I've never had one patient out of the thousands I've helped that wasn't overwhelmed with their treatment plan. But that's the whole point, right? Is like you finally realize what you need and why you need it and how to do it. But we need to take, you know, we just need to take our time and implement it at a pace that makes sense for you. You think I think really the the important part, what you get in the Amen clinic and what the providers that know the Amen method, like myself, do also is to develop that plan that mm -hmm. shows them the way to go on. And right. then we as coaches help them to actually walk, give them a little shove in the butt if they need that. And many exactly. of us need it. I need it too. When they fall off the wagon, give them a hand, pull them back up. That's what we do as coaches. Exactly, yeah. And, and people need that and people want that if they know how much difference it will make and it's so rewarding when you talk to somebody that comes to you I don't know if you can help me at all but I want to get better and then after a few months they smile and laugh make good decisions wow you've seen that many times didn't you Ellen? yeah and I miss that you know when patients would come back for their follow-ups in person and I would get to see them it's like mm -hmm. I have to do like I'm a very good person like with faces and names and sometimes I would have to take a second look to see if it was them because like they looked so much healthier yeah. like their skin looked better their hair looked better they were dressed better like they just overall looked like a different person just a healthier version of themselves and that's just the coolest thing to see yeah and who who, who doesn't love what Dr. Amon says nobody wants to see a psychiatrist but everybody wants a better brain right <laughs> <laughs> and it's awesome so Valen I thank you so very much for coming on the show you're an awesome person inspirational person and so is Dr. Amy thank you I really appreciate it. this is so fun thanks have a wonderful day thanks so much you too bye bye